0: So, you've talked a lot today, percentage wise, about dreams. Did you have any dreams last night?
1: I do. I don't remember them being particularly uh, positive, so I won't, I won't uh, discuss them. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. Sure, I did. Sure, I did.
2: Do you often dream? Is that, is that part of a song not yet
1: oh yeah well it is now in our spoken word album soon to be dropped later this year um yeah Maybe but i i mean the, the problem i wouldn't say the problem but like the main thing with my dreams is uh i don't know I mean, usually they're so intense and, I and I'm not, I'm not, you know, being funny about it, but I mean, they're so,
2: you know, more real than real, you
1: know, cue the soundtrack. There's just not, I don't know their, dr- I mean, I don't know their dreams until I wake up and I'm not in that situation. Gotcha.
0: Are you able to control your dreams?
1: Not to the degree No, because generally speaking, they're not um fantastical I mean, I think certainly in dreams where I've been able to fly and stuff but but I mean a lot of times it's their
2: situations.
1: That you're having to navigate through and I guess if you would describe things that would happen as that you would think of them maybe as like superpowers in the context of the scenario in the dream they would not be they would just be like normal things you know what I mean they wouldn't be right you wouldn't think right. of them as, as being a kryptonian on earth, you would just think of them as being a kryptonian just as a as a to try to articulate it, Um, but uh, No, I don't remember. I mean, like there are certain things. I mean, there are certain specific dreams I remember because normally, but I'll get into a habit. I have certain dreams I specifically remember, like the one about running and flying. I mean, a lot of things always concern me about dreams is having. um, Because it's happened a lot like very specifically like dreams about people dying and then they die not long afterwards Uh, or certain times when people pass away in certain orders and that be the actual way it plays out. Um, uh, Or do you ever, what's
2: the the thing that always fascinates me?
1: Well, it's so funny because uh, did you watch uh, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I did. Yeah, I'm always fascinated, but I've thought this since I was a kid, you know, but they, they articulated in the movie about, you know, just a curiosity I'd always had, which I still think about because everybody, you know, wants to have, you know, I mean, I mean, you'd want to call it one dimensional thinking, but that'd be a stretch because some of them obviously don't want to think at all. But uh um but just the idea of of you know when what you're seeing when you're dreaming are other variances of you that would exist in some other you know uh dimension but uh um which is you know thank god now the more you know physicists um uh, and and scientists are really getting into it you know, with the idea of substantiating the thought process about a multiverse existing and
2: you know, and i I think I just saw an article yesterday. I don't know where it is to pull it up, but um, um but the idea that um
1: and obviously, the part of physics, you know theoretical physics being a big big part of that, but the idea of uh contextually the existing situation right now well you what you perceive as your experience right now is uh a variety of uh multiversal things slamming into each other um I don't have the exact language in front of me, but that was very much the gist of it.
0: Another aspect of that is the brain runs off of sodium and potassium and electrical charge. Uh, if you boil it all down to the fact that without that combination, our brains wouldn't function, that can be
2: stated as the sum of our existence. Well, yeah,
1: 100%. I would also say, and this isn't me obviously creating this, this is more people that have been thinking about this a lot longer than I have, you know, that it's... uh You know, that everybody thinks that they're, just for example, you know, not singling out people named John Smith, but in America, you know, that's just the name people use a lot. But, um, uh, but it, you know, the people perceive themselves as saying, I'm John Smith versus saying, uh, I'm infinite consciousness having a temporary experience as John Smith. You know, similarly that, and I, you know, some of my, some of my friends that maybe God bless them have a, have a substantially less developed or adhering to, uh, uh, thinking that may have, you know, been perceived as more acceptable 70 years ago when they were born, but has no place in uh, a modern forward thinking society. Uh, you know, people that, that claim to,
2: you know, uh,
1: uh, believing in some level of, you know, uh, eternal life and spiritual things and religious stuff, but then they have a hard on for racism and other rising people and separating people and all this when, if they actually believed any of the stuff they talked about. Uh, or had any kind of developed understanding and I know they're called to have the faith of a child and obviously that would involve not having any intellectual development, which is, you know, clearly a path to freedom and not a tool to keep people, you know, under a, under a boot and uh, intellectually enslaved. Uh But obviously if you were, if you.
2: Uh.
1: If you were, uh, if you believe that, you know, that spiritualism is real and that there was an afterlife and we were eternal beings and, you know, all the religious things people believe in, uh, you would be the first people to jump up and say that racism was nonsense because if we are spiritual beings, you know, temporarily existing in a, uh, you know, five sense reality or whatnot, you would have to say that these flesh bags we're in right now are just spacesuits. And so why would you, if you're going to, if you're going to be a racist or engage in behavior like that, why would you, you know, if you really, if you really believed in, in an eternal afterlife and all this and the, the value of the soul, you would never engage in racist philosophy. You would just, you know, cause that would be like making fun of somebody, you know, Oh, your spacesuit's a different color than mine. Well, we're still astronauts on this rock
0: oh yeah, it really if they really down, believed in
1: it, and they don't
0: yeah it it boils down to the fact that they prove the fact that they don't believe into it believe in it because they don't care about what's in their heart, they only care about what is perceived by others, whereas if you believed it'd be just the opposite
1: hundred percent hundred percent hundred percent hundred percent what's uh do you, I mean, maybe this is always the way things have gone throughout eternity, but
2: and I feel like you've, you've maybe had a more curated, expansive film uh, thing, uh, experience.
1: And I feel like, and obviously, dude, you smile when you sit back and see that the, the discoveries scientists are making now are substantiating theories. You know that so what previously had been thought of as science fact and been perceived as science or science fiction is now being uh, substantiated through science and now becoming science fact. Uh,
0: you know. I think that it happens incrementally and and it's not just like waking up from a hundred years nap and going, oh, wow. Uh, I look back on it and see that we would have died of this disease or that disease uh, and look at the aspect of... uh, what could we have been without mythology dictating our policies? And it, it's a shame that the human species, on the cusp of medical uh, advancement to the point that our lives are elongated, that those of us living now are just going to miss out on it. I think when it boils down to technology. Uh, that's the calling is to experience more. And uh, it sucks that because somebody wanted to molest children and and blame God for it uh, while getting paid to do it by the parents of the children that brought them their illness. Um, you know, we we could have lived 200 years and, and, eventually been able to download into a computer. Because evolution will not wait on time.
2: It will incorporate technology. Yeah. Well, I mean with the with the advances AI is making on itself Yeah, I mean, I mean a whether point. it's
1: a month monthly uh measurement or any or years, I mean how long I mean do do you know, because I know there used to be a thing about how much uh, technology is changing every uh, uh how much information and technology is developing uh expansively you know in in hours and minutes and how often the the sum of technology and information in the world is doubling uh in itself how long do you think it's going to be before the ai situation that people become more aware about the need for or or do you think it's going to be too late before people start thinking about not uh, not just taking the brakes off or taking the uh, taking their foot off the gas with this stuff, but honestly being concerned about pumping the uh, pumping the brakes a little bit.
0: Well, as far as what you said in your original question, AI is certainly the forefront of uh, what you're talking about as far as blinding speed moving forward. If we apply Moore's Law to AI, I mean, we're there in two or three years, somewhere that we never saw, and hopefully it's not what uh, your normal AI trope is, and Skynet decides to um, get rid of this particular virus on the planet.
2: Mr. Anderson yeah well unfortunately
1: and you know i mean that's that's the problem when people you know if they're trying to create what's the highest level of efficiency you know and they're using the software to do it humans are the biggest problem on the earth so so i don't yeah. uh
2: yep yep yeah I mean literally, that would almost be like asking
1: uh, and I know everybody hates vaccines now, but let's let's you know try to work through this question i mean if you if you said to a vaccine uh, you know do you wanna or you know antibodies or whatever you know do you wanna Heal this body, or do you want to help the help the virus that's causing all the problems stay on top of things? What's 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 the what's the vaccine or the antibodies? What are they going to do?
2: Well, they would be the antibodies, wouldn't they? No, they would. Is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean the virus. uh, Yeah. I mean that's people. uh, lose their minds anytime but it's always funny to me as many people as you scream about free speech and all this stuff and then the minute you actually you know they obviously they don't want finger quotes open and free dialogue about stuff they just want people to repeat what they say and agree with what they say um but but uh the earth you know and i don't care what somebody's beliefs i mean you know don't don't hurt people don't hurt children all that stuff but other than that i don't give a shit what your belief system is but look around and tell me what other animal exists in the world that cannot exist in
2: its environment naturally you know
1: what other animals in the world are going to going around having to kill Animal kill other animals, and then wear their fur to stay warm. Yes, certain things are going to live in caves, certain things are this.
2: But having to facilitate
1: uh, so many adjustments because their bodies are not acclimated, as if they're not supposed to be on that planet living in those areas.
0: Uh, the ones that do similar things are called parasites. You know the the creature that cuts off the blood blood supply to a fish's tongue and then replaces it. Uh, it ticks,
2: uh, you know things like that. Usually microbial, like viruses. um it's so a,
1: it's a weird the more we get in, the more people get into conversations the more that uh all the villains from uh all the movies suddenly look like the smartest people in the room but, but uh
0: before i knew who thanos was my uh and and uh oh what's his name brown He got the, that stole i mean wrote da vinci code
1: yeah dan um, brown yeah.
0: dan brown yeah. He wrote about this as well, but my Bond villain would have been someone who uh, sterilized eighty percent of the planet.
2: Well, Didn't Blofeld,
1: yeah, Blofeld was going to do a similar thing, in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Spoiler alert! Oh yeah, um, but he and Carl Stromberg. Uh, now you're speaking my language. He and Carl Stromberg from uh, from the Spy Who Loved Me. Um, Bill Stromberg had a, uh, wanted to wipe out the bulk of human life, then wanted to recreate a society, uh, under the ocean. And, uh, uh, well, a lot of, I mean, Hugo Drax and, and, you know, Moonraker, you know, ranked twenty six out of the top twenty of the oh you know ra- ranked ranked in the top twenty six out of the twenty six films towards the bottom possibly in the twenty fifth twenty sixth lot um but you know he wanted to move society off the planet earth which you know i love uh i'm eric weinstein is one of my one of my uh preferred intellectuals to uh to listen to and he's a he's a huge proponent of uh moving you know what's where is life gonna go after earth because life on earth is not sustainable so are we gonna is everybody here gonna die or are what preemptive steps which obviously no one's really doing anything publicly uh if they're doing anything at all, whether it's you know NASA or or what groups might be around, but what's if life here isn't sustainable?
2: What is? What's the next move for
1: for? That's so funny that it's humanity. You know what I mean? Like it's such it's such a such a segregating the humanoid species from uh but obviously we are specious and well Well,
0: there was a comment in the star trek movie when they bring up humanity look at you even your terms are racist
2: yeah Yeah. to an
0: alien why why are they going to call it humanity uh what would be a better term for it and Weirdly and oddly enough, it wasn't but a couple of days ago, I was trying to come up with an alternative to humanity, uh, Um I don't know, I don't know, I couldn't do it then, it was a fleeting thought at that time anyway, so maybe I'll think more on it, moron, <laughs> anyway,
2: um, did you know that well, Geico is the moron car insurance? No,
1: I didn't. Why is that
2: uh, because you know you can
0: save fifteen percent or more on car insurance that's good
1: that's good that's good that's good. Did I tell you what the kids the kids today the kids today what I read on the interweb, are uh they're doing when they do the drugs they do it uh uh, in the kitchen, while they make uh, confections in the oven, you know what they call it?
2: What's that?
1: They they say they're getting baked. <laughs> well, I couldn't. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, thank you. Well, that's a thing too, and I and I know we talked about this uh, in in some classes and workshops we do, but the lack. And obviously, why would people understand something they don't, they, you know, because obviously, well, it's so funny, it's it's that thing they don't know about it because they they don't study it because they've been conditioned to hate education and, you know, that, that somehow, finger quotes, having the faith of a child has manifested itself into a hatred of education, a hatred of plurality, a hatred of diversity, and all that, but just really basic things. And and Dice was obviously attacked for this early on because he was kind of the first super famous. Um, well, that's not fair to say. He was but generationally, he's one. I mean, obviously Richard Pryor, you know, uh, <clears throat> and other people. But I just think Dice, D- well, maybe because uh, a lot of America was not into Richard Pryor. Well, just oh, white America specifically because they're racist. Uh, not all of them, but I mean, if their main indicator, you know, where that the, they suddenly were offended when Dice um, got up and you know had his, you know, was doing things with language that that you know hyperbolic, militant, you know, people that would call themselves MAGA now. Um, not the village, not the villages with flesh rotting off, swingers down there in Florida that were voting for him, but. But anyway, but just the idea about um, uh, 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 pacing, rhythm, and pacing comic. Um, but I like the thing we just did,
2: you know did that did that little joke swap.
1: I don't know how your your timing is, but it was hard. I feel like some of those jokes, at least for me, the articulation really, it's only funny because of, you know, like you have to, you have to know the pacing and the timing and you have to know the the, the speech rhythms. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's why a lot of people on the, on the right can't, don't, don't know what funny is and can't do comedy and the stuff that re- people with reasonable intelligence understand to be a mockery, or the same reason why you know they didn't understand why a lot of people they they voted for and supported, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, were tragically, you know, funny in a bad way, and they just lean back on just nonsense tropes about. Uh, in this in this instance, where we are in the timeline of uh, America. You know, they would always say, um, Joe Biden's killing this country. But then when you, that's it. They couldn't substantiate it. They couldn't, uh, articulate any factual, you know, just, and I prefer bullet points over, you know, a, a fluffy, um uh, paragraphs that, you know, uh, but they could not or 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 they would the, the the things they would try to attribute to him specifically would kind of be red flags they didn't understand uh three branches of coequal government uh they didn't understand economic cycles they didn't understand American history or world history, you know, like it just literally again was just because they had been conditioned through yeah. a lack of education.
0: It was January twenty first. They were instantly like, "I can't believe how bad this country is." When Trump was president, everything was perfect, you know, and it was only twenty four hours ago. Um, nah, I don't know uh, those kind of people. Uh, they 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 think that there's a microchip in the vaccine so uh it, it's hard to uh to look at them and think of anything other than this is what classism should be when you choose to be this stupid you choose to stand in this line in that line being uh i don't know you get fed then you can go watch Fox News and leave everybody else alone. But that doesn't well, happen because the yeah, well, minority rule this country. It, it We just need to go to one person, one vote, and there'll never be another Republican president again.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it has had uh, concerning shades of, uh, you know, uh, South African, uh, you know, apartheid South Africa in the last few years, and especially with, you know, the whole MAGA thing. We're transversing the pirate ship. Um, But, uh, but, I mean, that was the hook. You know, I mean, I'm obviously... Cinephile for a dude who hasn't seen a lot of movies. And, uh, but that was, you know, that was the whole hook. Um, then Lethal Weapon 2, uh, obviously is South Africa, uh, and Apartheid being, a being, a plot, plot thread and theme in that movie. Um, Danny Glover, um, uh, you know his 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 line uh, about you know one man one vote free South a- South Africa you dumb son of a bitch, I mean literally that is seen as similar to the way people attribute uh, J R Ewing in Dallas as helping in uh, communism uh, from a pop culture standpoint inspiring people. Um, obviously in the dallas case it was about consumerism over communism and and people you know didn't like standing in bread lines but um but definitely is seen as a uh huge influence and and you know that line one man one vote uh whenever mandela got out of prison uh that became basically the 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 marketing slogan for overturning apartheid so but, oh, but yeah. that's,
0: it, it was the end for sure.
2: Yeah. And
1: that's the big issue. I think the thing people don't understand, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe they do understand it, uh about the equity, you know, when people talk about discussions about equity and inclusion. Um but, but uh, you know, for most People who might look like you or I, but obviously have different different ways of thinking. Um, the the concept of finger you know, equity and inclusion destroys the the the, the sugar candy world that they've worked to preserve, um, and they genuinely, which obviously is at odds with you know these these religious beliefs they claim to have. Uh, um,
2: but because their idea of,
1: you know, finger quote God's will is that it's only people who look like them and believe the exact same things. You know, that, that they believe. You know that they've been conditioned to think that that is the only acceptable path forward because, again, they've been conditioned. think that that's god's will and anything that differs from that is uh is you know the the devil and and all these hyperbolic gesticulations that they that they get into about that it's destroying the country and you know so obviously when they're in favor of voter suppression i
2: you know that's uh
1: you know, you go to weddings, we go to funerals, and we're always about, you know, sign the guest book. And it sounds nice that people, and obviously I think certainly to a degree, you need to, don't engage in voter fraud. Uh, and I, I am a proponent of proving who you are when you go to vote. But I also think it should be easier for people to get IDs and the problem that specifically uh, people on the right don't understand about the perception about the the idea of having to produce an identification as racist and they say oh they
0: do, they understand why do you think they picked the most effective way to limit liberal voting you know and yeah you know they they don't mind uh the concept of violating someone's constitutional right uh let's go ahead and make voter ID a thing for everybody born the day after the law goes into effect but also let's uh let's make it that people born the day after the gun laws go into effect are are affected by it so that there's never a point In their life that their rights are being removed. Um, Of course, uh, Republicans wouldn't want either one of those. They would want to inflict as much harm as soon as possible. And that's all they're doing. When you don't deliver the power cords to voting booths in particular areas, but then you open up new voting uh, polls and your favorable areas, they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They're scumbags.
2: They're shitty, shitty human beings. Yeah, yeah. They, but say, just, uh, I would say, say,
0: say, say good morning to my wife.
2: Hey, good morning. Uh, wife.
1: It's a beautiful, uh, May 1st, 2023, first day of birthday month. Hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning, good
0: morning. It's your birthday month?
1: All month long, yes.
0: It's my birthday year.
1: Congratulations.
0: I don't do days, I don't do weeks, I don't do months. It's my birthday year.
1: Well, that's a that's a very uh, Ebenezer Scrooge on the, in the morning of uh, December 25th <laughs> attitude. I like that.
0: <laughs> uh well Facebook you know I, I think I remember a few people's birthdays, but uh usually if if it's somehow I sired them either in the first iteration or the second. But Google uh map, I mean Google Calendar and Facebook in particular really have made birthdays something people can contribute to because it tells you and that's very nice. I I like that assistance. We all need a little help every now and then and uh birthday reminders are pleasant. Though I myself have zero F's to give about birthdays. My wife who adores them is constantly irritated at me because she'll be like what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm like um the same thing I do every day. Maybe I'm trying to plot to take over the the world. And that's why I don't like
2: birthdays. I don't know.
1: Well, AI should help facilitate that a lot quicker. It should.
0: Now, do you have you dwelled into it? Do you understand what's going on with AI?
1: No, I've been
2: busy doing other things. Probably that's just I should what just AI wants. What's that? Did you say that's what AI wants? Yeah, AI, yeah, AI, wants, AI you wants you to uh
0: just ignore it. Go back to sleep, humans. <laughs> uh I don't I don't understand it like I should by now. Mm-hmm. At first, I didn't want to put it on my computer, and I still don't, so that's why I haven't done it. But I have another computer now that I'm going to keep isolated, never use my, my real accounts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to have at it because, you know, especially being an older person, it is vital that if, if, you know, until I win the lottery, I have to work and my work in particular can be affected greatly by AI. So I want to be on the side of, of a deeper knowledge. I, I mean, I get it, you know, cause it's not like it's new. It's just, uh, the, the, pace of it is greater than
2: your normal technological developments it's coming for you yeah
1: i i still and i'm i try to wrap my brain around it like i again my folks who didn't seem to understand or were were trying to laugh it off you know and i'll I'll try to have some grace when i when I think about their embracing of ignorance about the uh the i d thing but uh i can i i part of part of me says I can't imagine it, but then I think like well people have you know boomers or whatever they were huge obviously it was slower uh and maybe we just think it was slower because we weren't there, but you know tech technological advances and social change that were maybe seeing what could, what could achieve what first Um, whether it was space travel or, or technologies or medical advancements. Um, But it, it just is beyond concerning
2: Um,
1: the aggressive intent to want to stick their heads in the sand,
2: I'll politely say, and
1: not, not even not say not embrace it, but just to try to pretend it doesn't exist because they're just scared or or the, again conditioned to ignorance, you know, because how they were raised, and uh, and I, you know that was a big problem I know years ago. Whenever a lot of, uh, you know, at some local community college, when they would, when they would start uh, uh, opening programs that were more technology-based and more science-based, you know, whether it was plastic injection molding or just whatever kind of different things, but they would try to to educate people to get, a, you know, um, be more suited for a, a changing global economy, but still be a kind of geared around blue collar manufacturing that was moving forward with technology but they couldn't get anybody to uh and this is a number of years ago but couldn't get anybody to sign up for the classes or get into the program and then uh shockingly hashtag not shocked they figured out because people's parents were telling them not to go sign up because the parents felt insecure and the parents we're, you know, we're scared of technology. So the parents were, again, like everything else, unfortunately, in the South and in the world, specifically America, parents' shame and ignorance over their lack of education and lack of understanding. They were forcing that shame and projecting it onto their kids. So just, you know, like all this post-Civil War guilt that just won't go away from these people, generations of self-hatred and ignorance were getting passed on to future generations Um, And fortunately, at least in the, you know, training programs at uh, community colleges, that was kind of getting wiped away a little bit once people figured out, oh, these are jobs we can make money. Oh, we can make more money than our parents made. Oh, you know, uh, and so at least in one facet, uh, while it's not necessarily true, unfortunately, for other areas of uh, economic growth and job development, you know, I would say the American dream's dead, but it's not what it used to be. But I mean, whatever this false, no, false uh, fairy tale about, oh, you, you know, going to do better than our parents and all this, that world doesn't exist. Unless your parents were extremely poor, people go to die in the middle class. You know, and we've touched on this before, but there's no, the perceptions of, advancement or all this stuff that just doesn't exist the way it used to exist. And obviously, yes, things change and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the people that are maybe in high school now or maybe in college might have a great opportunity for career and job advancement, but it's like the rest of Gen Xers, millennials. And I don't know if, if, Generationally, if the generation under millennials are the ones in high school or college now, um, but I think uh, I was NPR or, or uh, maybe it was Brett or uh, Brett uh, Eric Weinstein talking yesterday on the podcast, it might have been Lex Freeman, but uh, but of the you know, that this is one of the few times in history, if if any, five generations of humans have been alive, and the top two generations are still hoarding all the wealth, hoarding all of this, you know, jobs. And refuse to embrace social change, and are actively going out of their way to not engage in behaviors that could help facilitate a better world for the the younger three generations. And they're proud of it, and they're happy about it. You know, like uh, the the MAGA people down at the villages. You know, the crusty old swingers with their flesh hanging off that are praising Donald Trump, praising you know whenever Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates held a campaign event down there showed up and, the, and they they just literally could not give any fucks about anybody who's not them and you know while feigning interest and concern about their children or grandchildren when they don't give everything they're doing is actively engaged in creating
2: a worse uh, worse future
1: for you know their their descendants so
0: and they it's, know it's, and they know it they know and, that and they're they proud cannot.
1: of it
2: yeah. yeah
1: they're proud of it cuz the I blood of the lamb's going to wipe away all their shitty behavior so they so they they don't care cuz they you know
0: yeah so virtually everything i do is to meet the people that will survive me meet their needs facilitate their well being. Uh and and it's not like I'm going out of the way to do that. To me it's just stopping at the stop sign. It's just what you do. Uh I enjoy myself. I spend a little money on myself. Um but you know I am an older person who uh, whose shelf life is Inevitably going to expire statistically before the people in my life. And uh, I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Being someone who understands how impossibly uh, ridiculous it is to think about a trillion years. But I do understand that trillions of years are coming and uh everything we do is irrelevant on that scale but i also think that the fact that we can choose to lift our arm whereas a meteorite can't choose to change its rotation i think it gives us a lasting power and the only possible way we can matter and if It is possible, and sure, I'm talking about uh, the big picture here and what people uh, choose to manipulate and facilitate as a deity or, you know, an excuse for their horrid behavior, but I look at it as I have a choice, clearly, Um, unless everything's preordained and then we wouldn't know. But... I digress. I feel that since we have a choice and nature by default is violent, you you may look up at the sun and see a beautiful thing that warms you. But go ahead and get a little closer to it and see what happens. Uh, I think that when we choose to do good things, and to make people happy and not
2: sad. That defines life for me. Because we're not just hurling through space. Because we are on the
0: pirate ship. You you have a... Our individual homes are, are pirate dinghies. The pirate ship is the planet we're on. And... You know, you could even go so far as to say the pirate ship is the solar system we're in. Or you could say it's the galaxy or the galaxy cluster or the universe itself um, as we understand it. I think that just by doing things differently than would naturally happen, if you're not doing that in a positive way, uh, you're you're just a dumb piece of matter that doesn't matter
2: yeah i don't know
1: how people can i mean i know how they do cuz they've, they've been conditioned to, to bigotry and hatred under the guise of being saved
2: but uh you know everybody needs help everybody's
1: yeah everybody needs help everybody needs a kind word
2: you know and um it, it's better than not it, yeah
1: 100% 100% yeah
2: yeah i mean there's
0: not a whole lot i need from other people but uh i certainly embrace it if given will, uh, willingly and
2: you know, I don't want anybody to have to feel compelled. But, like, it's it's nice hearing nice things.
1: Well, it is, but I, you know, again, what are we doing to proactively impact? And I've reflected on this a lot lately because at some point it's like, but also you have to, and, and and I've struggled with this lately too. Like what's, you know, like the value of, um, you know, cause I used to, and I believe it, uh, but it's really hit me a lot lately. Like, you know, I'm, a, I was, I've always been a big proponent of like the, you know, the, the investment and value of, um, uh, you know, in terms of service and impacting people's lives. I am tra- tra- traversing the pirate ship, um, that you, um, uh, A big part of that is, uh, you know, you have to be, and it's really hit me a lot lately and I'm, and I'm, and I'm having a lot of feelings about it. Um, but the idea of you have to, that your, your engagement is that you're going to be planting trees that you'll never sit, uh, in the shade of, you know, Indeed. and that's, that's, that's really, uh, I'm probably going to cry after we stop the show about that. But, um, but it is just a real hard thing. You know, I just, I was on a, a Zoom meeting last night for a while and, uh, obviously we, we refill out paperwork every year and, you know, they do all the, you know, background checks and everything and going through the whole, all the stuff with, you know, mandatory reporting and, and just tip, you know, best practice sharing and whatnot. And, uh, And I remembered it was probably nine or 10 years and I've probably done, I don't have the number in front of me, but like 20 to over 20, 20, you know, seminars, you know, throughout the Southeast and and all these different things in the last nine years and uh, just hit me in an, you know, just like that, that the value of your investment and the value of motivating people and trying to facilitate leadership in a way that's authentically, uh, servant leadership and all that stuff, but that it is literally, you know, you would plan all year and and I step back a lot from volunteering after the last three years and, and and the root awakening of root awakening of you know people maybe not being able to live up to what you're you're you're, you're knowing what they can they can do, um, but uh, are are capable of. But yeah, just that thing about you know planting trees you're never gonna sit in the shade of and. Uh,
2: uh, I don't know, but
1: but strangely, uh, you were were you were you a Wayne's World guy?
0: Wayne's World, Wayne's World. Uh, party party on. on! Yes, excellent.
1: Wee wee wee
0: wee. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
1: Have sure. you ever thought? I mean, strangely that they, it's like the wrestling business and like obviously pop c- culture ends up influencing things different ways, but. Um, that really like, uh, obviously Ric Flair did a lot of uh, cultural impact. Uh, but, uh, but with, uh, similarly that Wayne's world, the concept of Wayne's world ended up being literally the, one of the main precursors to, and you know, I guess inadvertently influencers of that. literally they were like the original dudes in American pop culture live streaming from their basement, you know, or doing, doing shows from the, from the basement. But it's so funny too. Yeah. But how people were like, Oh, that'll never catch on. And of course it becomes the thing everyone does and is doing. I,
2: I
0: liked it a lot because I was doing uh, uh, public access television around that time, so it I enjoyed it, and <clears throat> it, it, it was just dumb humor, you know I mean, it, and you have me at dumb humor, <clears throat> unless it gets depressingly real, like Idiocracy, and now I, I watch that movie differently.
1: Had we did we previously discuss and we may have talked about it off air but about I started my probably 25th rewatching of the West Wing all the way through uh on the odd chance I've actually yeah I mean usually this is the most seated I am during the days when we do the show um but the show hits the I like everything else the show hits you different uh you know, 20 years after the first time you saw it or, you know, and just identifying with different characters a different, you know, all the characters you used to think of as like people of your parents' age. And now you're kind of in that age range and it's just a very odd, <clears throat> odd situation.
2: Do you find it
0: more prophetic? Do you find it? outdated because and not outdated in a sense of it should be but by today's environment it is outdated it no it's one of the
1: outdated. it's it's i mean other than uh some of the pant legs on the suits are a little wide and some people are wearing three button suit jackets that's the only thing that's outdated about it and inevitably that'll i cringed the other day i was it was raining or something so i went to walk around to get my steps in, I had you know, a couple hours between meetings or whatever. I need to get some steps in because I can't sit still. And uh, um, I think I, I went to walk around at the mall, and I was you know, and obviously, American malls. That's a fascinating series of conversations we can have at some point. But uh, but local shop. I mean, obviously, you know, things transition away from brick and mortar unless you live in higher capacity, higher income markets. Uh, and the things would be that together. Um, but I was walking by a store the other day when I was doing that and I was, I, I hate all the stuff that was in style when I was younger. Not, I mean, not like an, I have mean, I appreciation for certain things, but then when fashion, um, and this is just my, and I'm, and I'm very aware when I say this, this is my feeling about the way people should or or a better use of style i'm just not a fan of excessive fabric on clothing um cuz i feel like it looks like a costume which yes i know all of the clothing is a costume uh and what we think is normal is what we've been conditioned to think of as normal or acceptable or or what we encourage people to do very aware of that um uh but uh but yeah they just had all this goddamn oversized clothing and I'm like, please tell me this is not coming back into into. Cause st- I hate the word style because I think it's just abused and misappropriated, um. And, uh, but in all fairness, I was you, you know I used to be a much larger person, a hundred pounds, you know, ninety or a hundred pounds heavier than I am now, so I couldn't like so a lot of the clothes I wear, wear now that finger quotes are flattering or looking on me, I used to not be able to wear, you know, um. Um, uh, you know, I used to have a beard for a long time, number one, cause I, I liked having a beard, but number two, cause I had a huge fat face. Um, and so now that people think that I have a good jawline, I don't wear a beard as much and cause you know, you just cycle through life and sometimes you shave more. And if I, and if I had a beard in the summer and then I shaved it, I'd have a huge white patch across my face, you know, that looked like I was wearing a, a weird football helmet or a race car helmet. Um, but I, oh, to get back to your question, uh, no, I think it's one of the few shows that that the because it was a con- because it was a show about ideas. It was a show about kindness and about ideas, and and obviously not point for point, but blah blah blah. But generally speaking, the specificity of the conversations on the show. Uh, I was just was weirded out because I realized I wasn't wearing a Fitbit or a watch, which never happens. Um, I know. Let's all, let's all, let's all pause for a second for that. But I think it's the most uh, appropriate. I would say it should be on a show required watching. I think it's still I think it. I think it's the most up to date show. Uh. That is the most spot on. I mean, yes, of course, technology's changed. Certain things have changed. Obviously, the cell phones that they use. The, the you know, in the first three to five minutes, it, well, it's probably the first three minutes of, of the of the pilot episode of The West Wing. There's a um, uh, kitschy little thing about. Spoiler alert! If you've never seen it. Uh, uh, Richard Schiff's character, um, Toby Ziegler, whose dad was in the mob, spoiler alert, that comes out later in in the episodes, uh, is on a plane on a cell phone and the flight attendant asks him, sir, we're, we're, you can't use a phone on the flight. And he just, he just goes on into a quick little joint about, uh, this phone is a model, blah, blah, blah. This plane is a, is a whatever model the plane is that came off the line seven months ago. And you're telling me I can flummox this thing by a cell phone I bought at Radio Shack. You know what I mean? So like there's certain things about the technology that are fascinating, which, uh, but I mean, yeah, the only thing that I, well, and there have been people that have tried to come out and, uh, you know that that would probably want to pat themselves on the back as social justice warriors when you know if you're serving the community and actively engaged in change, you really don't have time to pat yourself on the back, which is the other thing I cringe about when I start to get reflective, introspective about you know but as an as a man of advanced years, what else are you going to do but so um I think there have been people who have uh attacked some relationships on the show um as being uh, uh, oppressive or codependent, but I think that's just obviously I would I would I wouldn't completely disagree, but I'd say the part where I don't disagree is well, let's have a conversation about it. Um, but also, usually when I say okay, let's have a conversation about it, the people that were pitching a fit don't want to have an a equal dialogue exchange of ideas; they want to just say we're not going to talk about it this is whatever what it was but uh no dude i think in terms of like social policy social issues uh, positions that have, have been exacerbated um, you know i think it's the most spot on show and i think if you wanted to uh show people a proactive narrative about civic engagement and the The idea of civics and uh Yeah, it was a show about ideas. Uh and a show about the the greatness and sacrifice of um uh the value of service and
2: Right. Yeah We are
0: we are there. We are at the time. Right on We are we are at the until tomorrow time, all right, man. Uh, I'll hit you up here in a little bit about something about tonight, but until then, later.
1: Well, it will be later, 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 later.
2: <laughs> it won't be sooner, or it won't be before. Anyway, later.